Thanks for tuning in to Multipliers Minute. Here with your leadership key, I'm Emily James, founder of Multipliers Leadership. These leadership lessons will empower you to develop your passion and multiply your influence so you can lead well. This week's discussion is on emotional health. Emotional health is so critical to our own well-being and our teams and our workplaces. It's the very thing that can actually affect whether a team works well together or not. We're going to focus on two specific areas that's crucial to our own emotional health and not just our personal emotional health, but whether our workplace or our organization or our team actually operates with good emotional health. You know, have you ever walked into one of those workplaces and thought there is like this intense uh, uh, just atmosphere or um, kind of hostile atmosphere. Maybe it's a team, maybe it's an organization. And oftentimes that's a good indication that from the top down, so from leadership down, there is not a good sense of overall emotional health that generally comes from the leadership and goes and passes on to employees. It's like being in an environment, uh, a stifling environment where you feel like, I can't move forward because maybe there's a lot of pressure. Maybe there's a lot of conflict between employees or team members or even leadership to the employees or teams. Um, Maybe there's a lot of uh, negative uh, put downs or or people uh, you know talk back or maybe become defensive that's a clear sign of a lack of emotional health is when there's teams or people that are very defensive uh, when it comes to you know maybe a, a, a staff meeting maybe just talking out about a project or whatever it might be but when there's this sense of hostility um, as people discuss and manage conflict that's a clear indication of really a bad emotional health. And so, you know, for us as leaders or people who are leading team members and organizations or ministries or whatever it might be, even in volunteer work, when we can work on our own emotional health, we can actually better uh, the emotional health of the organization as a whole and the people who are working there. So again, as we lead, people will reflect our leadership as well, the people that we're leading. So let's learn to have good emotional health. It's critical for your family, for your teams, uh, for your organizations. And so here are two specific ways that really you can begin to start to break down, okay, this emotional health. What does emotional health look like? It's like physical health, right? Part of it is really you got to exercise and you got to eat well, right? And with emotional health, you got to manage yourself well and you got to manage relationships well. So self-management and relationship management are two areas that we really want to become aware of and work on as we're developing good emotional health. Here's how to begin to uh, develop self Management. Self-management is people's ability to control impulsive feelings and behaviors, manage their emotions in healthy ways. 
So leaders always need to learn how to self-manage, okay? So this is really about understanding your own feelings and behaviors or maybe things that get you on edge or maybe things that boost your uh, uh, emotional morale or whatever it might be. These are When you can understand these indicators, you can actually begin to diffuse a situation for yourself before um, it becomes explosive. So this is how some steps to a good self-management. One, identify the emotions or behaviors that cause you to react ineffectively or incorrectly. So what are key areas that kind of get under your skin? Uh, what are those things that you know kind of just upset you about somebody else or maybe somebody on your team or employees? begin to recognize and identify these. Now, this may sound silly, but I really encourage you as you're developing good emotional health to write out things, to journal things. So when you identify them, don't just mentally identify them. Write them down. Write them out. Because it, it's, it's actually better for us, one, to remember, and two, it will really help us to become more aware. Identify hindrances that keep you from moving forward or from changing behaviors. Hindrances are anything from uh, maybe just a, a, a lack of, you know, it can really be a lack of character development. It can, or sometimes it's just skill. Sometimes it's just really this is an area that we need to develop in our lives. So is this more of a scenario where uh, maybe you're not changing certain behaviors or emotional uh, upsets because uh, of really humility? Or is it because you just don't, aren't aware of how to do it, maybe the certain skill or certain ability. So once we can identify first what it is, then we can identify um, when we're not changing. What are things that are hindering us and holding us back from making the changes we need? And then, like I said, write them down and be aware of them. Because the only way that we're really going to take initiative to change them is when we are aware and can recognize them. Self-awareness is a leader's ability to recognize their own emotions and how they affect their thoughts and behaviors. So this is really important when it comes to um, understanding what it is that maybe needs to change or areas that maybe need to be developed or even it's not always even recognizing the bad areas sometimes what is uh, really important as well is to recognize the things that we do well right because obviously then we can know when we can do more of them or how to do more of it so here's some things that help bring self-awareness. Accountability leaders. It is so important. As leaders, have an accountability partner in life. You know, you can separate it if there's someone really good in the financial area and so they're kind of your accountability partner when it comes to finances. If there's someone good in another area, whatever it might be, or maybe you just have a couple people that you're really close with that have poured into you or mentored you or it just somebody that you can rely on 
ask them to hold you accountable in these areas. These moments where maybe you're burning out or moments where you're yelling a lot or times where you know that uh, emotionally you're drained. You can go to them, talk to them, work it out, or maybe even tell them those areas that you really wanted to work on and then they can keep you accountable to them. Another area is emotional check. When you do let things get out of control or your emotions, have time to sit back and to really think it out. Again, this is where journaling comes in that can be so important. Sit back, think over your day and go, what did I allow to get under my skin? Sometimes we react or respond or yell at people and it wasn't even because of them. It was maybe another situation that happened before, maybe a phone call you received, or just going about the day without having mental breaks. Those can uh, lead us to actually respond negative to someone who didn't necessarily deserve it or do anything for it. So in those moments, you really want to have an emotional check. Maybe it's not even at the end of the day. Sometimes it needs to happen right then, right there. And if that's the case, separate yourself, get into a quiet room and go, okay, what did I allow to happen here? Another area is when uh, sometimes you just need an emotional check and that will actually Uh, remind us that maybe we just need to apologize to someone. Maybe we just need to go back and speak to them because we were incorrect in the way that we approached the situation. Reflect. Again, be reflective about our day, um, our reactions, and then again, our successes and achievements. We need to reflect on those things, if not even more sometimes, because though when we reflect on the successes and the good things of the day as well, that's going to actually boost our emotional health as well. And of course, our relationship with God. If we want good emotional health, we need to be connected uh, to our main source, which is, of course, our relationship with God. And just really allow His Spirit to speak to us throughout the day to go, you know, am I creating an atmosphere of good emotional health? Am I emotionally healthy when it comes to my family, when it comes to my relationships, when it comes to my team? And am I... Uh, uh, empowering my team to have good emotional health. That includes not just daily things, uh, and I'm not just talking about reactions or the way that we speak to people. You know, that can be relationship building, that can be taking regular vacations, uh, that can be making sure that we turn our phone off after work times, that can be not sending, you know, texts or emails that can be taken out of context and really put uh, an emotional emotional strain on somebody else. Those are all areas that we're talking about here when it comes to good emotional health. So once we're aware of the things, maybe we overwork people. Once we're aware of that, we can make the conscious effort to be able to not do that, to be able to make sure that we're not putting pressure on our staff or team members that maybe um, will spiral them into an emotional break. So we want to constantly be aware of those things that we maybe do that 
can go on to our team members or uh, the people that we lead as well. It's just as important. Uh, Even breaks of the day and encouraging that. Maybe it's even just once a week having a staff lunch together. These are all ways that will actually increase the emotional health of your team. And in the end, people with good emotional health, with good relationships, with good family uh, settings, with good workplace settings, those people are actually more productive than people who have bad emotional health. Why? Because things like depression come out of that, anxiety, and all those things. So as leaders, we actually have a responsibility to create environments with good emotional health. We'll be back with more Multipliers Minutes. We want to take this moment to tell you about our new book, Get Over It, Overcoming Obstacles and Walking in God's Purpose. It's available now on Amazon, or you can get a copy at www.multipliersleadership.com. This book helps you identify obstacles that are holding you back in life and be able to renew your mind in God's truth and move forward in your God-given purpose. So head to multipliersleadership.com for your copy today. The second area, so we talked about being self-aware, so which is really self-management. And here we're talking about social awareness, which is really relationship management. Okay, so as we manage our own emotions, our own feelings, we become aware of the things that maybe we need to do better. We become aware of the things that we already do well. Then we have to, as leaders, actually build our relationship management or our social awareness. Being aware of the organization as a whole, the team as a whole, and other people that we are leading or in relationship with. Just as your family... If you're a wife, uh, a husband, a father, a mother, you need to be aware of the family and their emotional health. And just as a leader, you need to be aware of the people that you lead and the teams as well. So we really need to understand their emotions, their needs, their concerns of people and pick up on their emotional cues or help them to feel comfortable in these settings and then be able to recognize power dynamics in groups or organizations. Power dynamics are, again, a critical point as leaders of really developing Uh, within every level of leadership, good emotional health. Because wherever there's a breakdown, that's going to be a hindrance to the entire team. So here's some ways to really develop our social awareness, our relationship management. Number one, communication. We I I did uh, a couple multipliers minutes ago I uh, did one on becoming a more confident leader and I really talked about communication there and communication is important Uh, it comes up in probably every topic or subject of leadership and communication is so important to our emotional health as leaders we actually need to be doing more listening than talking at times and so we really need to listen to our people are they expressing things uh, that maybe we're not we're not hearing or we're ignoring or maybe they um, have needs or have concerns and we're not allowing that or maybe we don't have a good 
environment where they feel like they can give feedback and can give opinions without um, the leader becoming defensive. In those scenarios, it's going to be really hard to develop people's emotional health because they're going to feel emotionally drained. If they don't feel listened to, they don't feel heard, or they don't feel like they can give the appropriate feedback. Another area is to just really empower and encourage people. You can transform the environment uh, simply by empowering people. That is one way, you know, in our to lift up our emotional health is to feel appreciated, to feel empowered, and to feel equipped. When people feel those things, they their emotional health is also. Uh, empowered is also lifted up and because of that they actually uh, are better off in every scenario of their life whether it comes to the team the organization the family and of course they'll be more productive it's the same uh, uh, principle that we've been talking about throughout is as you empower your people holistically uh, they are better employees or better team members or better ministry leaders, or better volunteers, whatever scenario that you are in. And next is um, really empathy. So empathy is different than sympathy, but it really means trying to understand the viewpoint of others, to see from their perspective. Okay, so sympathy isn't like somebody's grieving and you sit by them and you comfort them. But empathy is really going, okay, if I was in their shoes, how would I feel? Or what would I need? And you're really trying to see it from their perspective. A good leader will have empathy on others. You know, I get it. There's times where you can have an employee or a team member who is consistently late. And that can be really hard and then detrimental to the team. And it has to be something that is um, at some point uh, corrected or dealt with uh, for the betterment of that person really as well. But then there are times where maybe uh, somebody is really going through things. And we have this uh, mentality sometimes in workplaces or organizations or ministries or, again, whatever your particular scenario is. But we have this mentality sometimes where it's like, okay, when you're at work, forget about everything that's going on outside. You need to just work. But let's be real, okay? If people's child is sick, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to do what I can. But at the same time, that child who is sick is not going to just be erased from my memory while I'm at my eight-hour work day. It's just not going to happen. As a mother, father, you know that aching feeling of when your child is really, really sick and you can't be with them or they're going through things and all you want is to be able to take that from them. And so that's a really hard thing to deal with while working as well. And again, I'm not saying that those people get away with, you know, just sitting and moping the whole day, but there's got to be an understanding or an empathy towards what team members or people are going through. And that doesn't, empathy isn't just about that particularly, but it can be also if a team member is really 
pushing for maybe change or something in the organization. Try to see from their perspective. Okay, I can understand, you know, if I was in that situation or if I was in their place, why are they asking for this type of change? Rather than automatically just disregard their feedback or opinion. Okay, we begin to really start to process from their perspective what it is that they may need in that situation. So that can be geared towards a personal thing. Maybe someone's going through something with their spouse or maybe it's just a difficult season in life for them. Um, And that can also be from the perspective of, you know, maybe even just a few extra days of vacation. Rather than just disregarding people's requests or feedbacks or opinions, let's really try to see it from their perspective. Let's really try to see and, and be in their place and understand from that place because, again, people feel heard, they feel appreciated, and they feel empowered when we show empathy. And that will increase your team, that will increase your organization so much more than trying to just defend your own opinion or your own thoughts on certain situations. Sometimes you will get more out of the team. You will actually be uh, propel forward the organization more when you really begin to listen to your team members, build relationship with them, and manage that relationship well. And lastly, as leaders, relationship management, a big one is servanthood, is serving others. It's so important to, as leaders, that we always have this mentality is that we are also servants. We are servant leaders. That doesn't mean that we allow people to walk all over us. There's definitely a balance there. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, at some other point in a multiplier's minutes. But it does mean, again, that we're not always about uh, how I can get forward, what I can do, but we are about what is it, what is best for the team, the organization, the group as a whole. What are areas as a leader that you can serve so that you can begin to see areas that maybe need a development or maybe need change or transition. So these are great ways as leaders to build that relationship. I remember my husband worked for an organization years ago and he was in inventory control and there was one particular so they had a situation where many of them were in uh, the warehouse working and then you know kind of the top leaders the top people in the organization worked in the offices above the warehouse and there was one particular Uh, You know, he was an executive, but he would come out into the warehouse at least once a week, sometimes even more, and actually work with the people down there. Why? Because it gave him a better understanding of the changes that needed to happen down there so that the organization as a whole could be moved forward. So yes, he had a really nice, comfortable office upstairs. He made a lot more money than the people down in the warehouse, but his mentality was, let me go and work there, serve, and see what will help them. You know, a lot of times when he would come down, he would ask questions like, how could we do this better? What would work better for you? That's a leader that knows that serving or 
really trying to understand uh, the perspective as a team and the organization as a whole, what works best for them will propel the organization forward. That's a good leader. That's a leader with good emotional health. Just like we work on our physical health, we need to work on achieving good emotional health. And that begins with first, our self-awareness, our really understanding, are we emotionally healthy? Do I easily get upset? Do I react or yell a lot? Uh, Do I become defensive with things? Is there a lot of conflict within team members? Are people afraid to give me feedback? These are all indications that maybe there isn't the strongest emotional health within the team and organization. So how can we begin to take steps forward? We'll begin to identify the areas that maybe need some development in your own personal life first, and then we can address it as an organization as a whole. Write them down. Write down things that are hindering you from change. Is it maybe just a selfishness or a lack of humility, or maybe it's really how do I change in this area? What are the skills I need? And then you can begin to develop those areas. And then we can look at uh, the relationship management, the social awareness, the organizational awareness and go, okay, how did these things affect the organization and, and the team as a whole? Do I push people too hard and maybe need to pull back? Um, do I require too much of people? Maybe they're stressed, they're overwhelmed, they haven't taken vacation in years. And then we can begin to uh, build in a process of making sure people take vacation or having days off or not making certain phone calls or texts in after hours or being less aggressive in emails or texts or whatever that might be, having appropriate feedback um, processes. Those are all areas that we can begin to develop when we first understand what is it that uh, I need to develop in, what is it that the team and organization needs to develop in, write it out and make the necessary changes because I promise you that good emotional health in you and in your team members and organizations will be enough to move the organization forward, to move your team forward, to be able to accomplish more, to be able, you think sometimes that, you know, you worry about people being on vacation because uh, maybe the organization is losing out on money, but I guarantee the more you take care of your team members, the more uh, in those in-between times, in the in-between vacations, you will actually get out of them. So, you know, those are areas that really we want to look at. We want to go, is my communication with my team good? Is the feedback process good? Do people feel empowered and encouraged? Do people feel heard in the organization? Do I understand and take time to recognize or see the needs of the people? And am I there to serve them? Or am I there just to serve my own agenda? And those that are there to serve their own agenda will always hurt the team and organization. As a leader, we need to be there to serve others as well, to build relationships and to manage them well. That will increase the emotional health within your life and in the team members. So I hope you enjoyed this discussion on emotional health. It is critical and crucial to our personal life and our leadership and organizations that we lead. Thank you for listening to our Multipliers Minutes where we discuss leadership keys that will empower you to develop your passion and multiply your influence. 
For more, check out www.multipliersleadership.com. <laughs>